You're listening to Cryptalk. This is a podcast on decentralizing the world. Our mission is to make the future more accessible to you. We talk a lot about cryptocurrency and blockchain, but this is really a podcast on designing a more evenly distributed future. I want to keep this podcast free and accessible to everyone, so I've chosen to run it by donation. It costs about $500 a year to create. Any donations you'd be willing to give are greatly appreciated. You can donate to this podcast at www.cryptalkpodcast.com. A link will be provided in the show details. If you have any questions or recommendations for future topics, you can visit our website or email us at cryptalk.podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to send us a message. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Cryptalk. It's a cold morning for both Spencer and I. Um, today, I want to talk about city coin and miami coin because i think this is super cool i just learned about this and i told spencer i wanted to have a conversation about it and i don't think he knows anything about it yet so i'm kind of excited about this i'm excited to get into it though awesome okay well yeah let me start by explaining what's happening um do you know anything about what's going on in miami right now uh no not really other than you know, lots of Florida things, of course. Lots of Florida things. You know, I would have put money on the fact that Florida would come out with their own Bitcoin at some point, or at least a city there. So that's good to hear. That's about all I got, though. Yeah, so so that actually is what happened. So Miami has launched its own cryptocurrency, basically. And um, before I jump into that, let me just preface this whole conversation by saying... There's this interesting thing that's happening in the U.S. right now with regulation. And to me, the U.S. is kind of at this tipping point of whether or not they're going to go fully on board crypto or basically kind of like push it out. Um, and a huge part of that is crypto is super disruptive to the financial industry or all the financial institutions. Like it go, it's going after banks, basically, um, not in a malicious way, but just it's like way more efficient than banks. So banks are feeling threatened and all the big banks in America are kind of trying to crack down and push on the regulatory people to say, hey, we should we should govern them like we do banks, which doesn't make any sense because they're completely different. Um, but like banks are trying to put up a fight here and not, and not sink the ship. Um, so there's this interesting regulatory thing that's happening in all of the US and um, the federal government is kind of taking a stance, but because the U.S. is this is 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 all these different states. Um, what's the word for it? It's confederation. I, I forget. Uh, yeah. So the states yeah, are somewhat autonomous, mm -hmm. and so there's a couple states that are kind of becoming like crypto sanctuaries and are basically kind of going ahead and saying like whatever the federal regulation is, like we're going to hold down the fort for crypto. And so the states, and it happens to be like conservative South America, which is, or the conservative Southern states, which is Florida and Texas are kind of like the big hubs right now. And Central America is also taking a stand here and, and playing a role in that. And I've talked about that a little bit, I think, on the show. But if not, we can get into that, too, maybe later. Um, but yeah, maybe the first thing to understand is just that the states are trying to figure out what to do with crypto and Florida has really moved ahead to say, we're going to be the crypto capital of North America, or we're going to try to be. And part of that is they have this awesome mayor, um, this, I think Cuban guy, mayor Francis Suarez or something. 
and he's been mayor of the city for I think a couple of years, and he's just taken on this role in full force, and and he's running the city kind of like a startup, which is really really cool. He's like he's he's this entrepreneurial guy. He's very social and extroverted, and he's really trying to make it the place to be for everyone. And so he's attracting a lot of tech investment. He's attracting a lot of capital to the city. Um, a lot of people from like Silicon Valley and California are now moving to Miami, where he's the mayor, because of how attractive he's making the city and because of just his business attitude and his willingness to create, willingness to create and create in a collaborative nature with other people. Um, like I think at one point on Twitter, there was some like something happened in California. I think Elon Musk got, basically got like kicked out of California or chose to leave California. And so other tech investors were kind of starting to do the same. And Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami, just started tweeting all of them saying like, hey, why don't you come put an office in my city? <laughs> and they started doing it. And so he he's just attracted a lot of investment. And so now the most recent thing that he's done, which I think is so cool. Um, I mean, I have... You know, it's it's he, he's created his own cryptocurrency on the Bitcoin network for Miami. And actually, that's not true. He didn't create it. So what happened is there's this platform called CityCoins, which is starting this movement that this this decentralized platform called CityCoins basically is slowly rolling out cryptocurrencies for every major city in the United States. And they started with Miami because of what's happening in Florida. And so how it works, and I won't get too into the technical details right now, but it's run on the Bitcoin network through this platform called Stacks, which is like another decentralized crypto that works in, in conjunction with Bitcoin. And this platform will launch a token or a city coin for a city like Miami and then open it up to like mining and, and validation. So it, it creates like an open marketplace and allows people to go and like mine for this cryptocurrency or buy this cryptocurrency. And every time they do that and use it as like transaction, some of the funds go to the city coin treasury basically. Um, and then at some point the mayor of the city can like, at, at, through some governance, process they can elect to basically take the treasury and use it for the city mm. so it's kind of this and I, we we actually talked about this on this podcast is this idea of like crowdfunding in, in as a replacement for government sort of that is actually happening right now yeah. and so just one crazy thing about this is this launched maybe like a month and a half ago this miami city coin miami coin whatever it's called it's raised I believe over $8 million in one month has gone to the, the, the city and the, ma the mayor and the council of the city can now mm -hmm. use this $8 million to do whatever they want. And I believe they're having all these like open discussions because it's the people's money. It's like people yeah. in Miami are like giving money directly to the city. Um, and there's so much to unpack here in terms of like what this means for the future and how you could actually build cities and do it without taxation and like in other means and um it's to me it's like phenomenal it's so fascinating i'm like the the one thing that i don't love is it's built on bitcoin and I, i'm not crazy mm. about the bitcoin network 
Um, yeah. But that's that's my personal stance. That doesn't mean Bitcoin's bad. I just am not crazy about it. Um, but the fact that it's being done at all is like really exciting to me. And so I think it's crazy. Basically, in one month, they've raised $8 million for the city of Miami to work on community projects that was like funded by the community directly. Yeah. So that's crazy. <laughs> I, like I, I saw this that and I'm is... like, holy shit. I mean, so how does that kind of work though? Like, so they, they raise money, they raise this $8 million. Is that people actually just donating physical money or is that kind of through the coin? So it's through this process. Okay. I'll try and explain a little bit of the technical process. So stacks is the cryptocurrency platform that runs the city coins. Mm-hmm. So on top of stacks, you can have a city coin like Miami coin and, and, and I know this sounds complicated, but like think of layers. Um, we've talked about this before. Like the Bitcoin network yeah. is a network. It's like a it's right. like a new internet sort of kind of like Ethereum, like Avalanche. Like these are all different networks that you can run applications on top of. And so Stacks is on Bitcoin, and then on top of Stacks you have each individual city mm-hmm. coin essentially. Like it's a little bit of a simplification, but um, yeah. that's more or less how it works. And so what happens is you. From my understanding, and I haven't been able to do this quite yet, but you you have a Stacks wallet, or you can open up a Stacks wallet, and then you can get Stacks coin, and use that to mine Miami coin. Mm. And so this is the part that I'm actually a little bit confused about because I haven't run through this whole transaction myself. But my basic understanding is you can basically like, um, not necessarily donate, but you can you can help fund the validation process with your own money. So you're helping like secure the network essentially. Mm -hmm. And you're helping like kind of pay the gas fees and gas fees are just another word for saying like your power, you're using your money to power the system. And by doing so, by contributing, by being a part of that ecosystem, being part of the mining process, you can be rewarded with Miami coins. And through Mm. this process, I think something like 30% of all the stacks tokens that I use to be a part of the mining process as a user just go directly they get like converted to Miami coin and they go directly to the oh. to the um, uh, to like the the wallet that's held held in place of the mayor yeah so that's right. the other important thing to note is like all this this the platform launches and all this starts and it's not the wallet isn't officially owned by the mayor until the city like elects someone to um, take ownership of it, I think. Okay. So okay. so that's that's also a cool thing in itself is it's like this platform just enables this process and then enables someone to claim the wallet through like a democratically voted system. So mm-hmm. it's also, you know, it's not just like anyone can come and take this or if, you know, you still have to kind of like yeah. vote someone to, to take ownership of the money and like take ownership of this treasury yeah but the ideas that are important here i think are one that everyday people are contributing to this larger wallet in the system and gaining rewards by doing so so personally benefiting two this wallet then becomes a treasury for the city that they live in so they're like contributing funds for a treasury that will help then uh create and fund projects yeah. for the community. And then three, the mayor of that city or whoever gets elected to take ownership of the wallet can then manage that treasury wallet, which will continue to grow over time. Um, 
and choose to use those funds however they want for the benefit of the entire community. Yeah. So it's like, it's this incredible step from kind of the crypto world, creating a bit of a hybrid almost Mm -hmm. like that first step between local government starting to accept crypto and astonishingly there's already money on the table Mm -hmm. basically wow so that's yeah that's amazing that's crazy how fast that happened yeah one month eight million dollars wow crazy or two months i don't know but like eight million dollars in under two months that's nuts in my opinion yeah yeah and like you're talking government money so it's you know eight million dollars isn't that much but but it is a lot of money it is a lot of money if you think about the fact that that did that just kind of like what else are you starting that's generating eight million dollars in right in that amount of time right with a completely new technology where the people are kind of on the forefront of that choice mm-hmm. of where that money comes from right so so with the miami coin do you basically are all those people that are investing in it are they in miami are they in other places because it seems like this is kind of a way that that you can invest in cities without having to necessarily live there. Yes. Yeah. That is Mm. this other huge, weird, um, thing that I, I, and I'm glad you named this because I, that's kind of one of the first thoughts that came into my head when I saw this. I was like, Whoa, you can now, like, if this is, if this happens everywhere, you could invest in cities, like cities become the new country. You invest in the city currency. You're investing in a city, like like as if I was to invest in the American dollar. If I convert all my Canadian to American dollars, I'm kind of like investing in the American economy, and also saying like I believe the American economy will outgrow the Canadian economy, so I'm going to hold its currency. Similar idea. You you just apply that to cities now. Like cities are the new country. So maybe I want to buy Miami's currency because Miami's booming and they're becoming the new standard of the US. Um, like we talk a lot about scaling on this podcast. And to me, this is, this is like a scaling rearrangement. Like we've outscaled ourselves at the country level. And so the reaction is like, okay, we need to, we need to kind of roll these things down. Like, like the, you know, so rather than just having one federal currency, we're now going to have multiple different municipal currencies potentially. And so the municipality becomes like the new federal government sort of, I mean, this isn't a direct, this isn't exactly what's happening, but it more or less, in my opinion, that is kind of what's happening. And so, yeah, in my, I believe we're now going to see this weird new framework where you can kind of invest in cities. Like I'm going to hopefully, like I want to try and get some Miami coin. Yeah. Not necessarily as an investment. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, of course it is kind of an investment, but also I'm just super curious, like what happens? How do I, how do I get Miami coin? What happens when I have Miami coin? And so I, there's so many cool thoughts and ideas here, but one of them is definitely like, okay, now we can invest in cities. And just to be clear, Miami coin is the only one that exists currently. I think the next one to launch will be San Francisco, but um, yeah, it's still very new. So you can't really just go around investing in all these different cities. Like Miami is the only option currently, yeah. but think, right. think of the U S if every major city had its oh. own cryptocurrency. Yeah. There'd be a ton. And yeah, then you could just go invest in different cities depending on what's happening. Yes. And, oh, wow, this is amazing because, okay, so look at, look at like the political scape of the United States or the economic landscape of it, really. You have this entire body that is not unified whatsoever. Let's Mm -hmm. be honest here. Like, let's call a spade a spade. The U.S. (laughs) has issues 
with wanting different things. Mm-hmm. Imagine running a business that you have half the people that want one thing and the other half of the people want the other thing. Right, exactly. And they are riding every day at lunch. <laughs> like, what kind of business are you running? How is that efficient? Well, short answer, it's not. Mm. But you break it down into these cities. You've got, you know, a revenue stream and, uh, and a stream of operational capacity going towards a common idea. Because it's way easier to form that in a city. There, mm-hmm. that's, that's been done. That's been proven. You go to L.A., there's, there's some kind of unified culture there. Mm-hmm. Same with Miami, you know, Silicon Valley, wherever you want to go. Enabling some kind of stream of, of resources and, and capacity to get things done, that is not just a, a bogged down, archaic governmental system. Boy, imagine what that's going to do for business, Right like creating that that ecosystem it's just it's like a stream to feed into the i I always think of things through like the tech scene it's like a a private investor kind of stream to feed into that and because people are so close in the city and they're you know you can have events you can have all sorts of things where people get together and collaborate if there's that that kind of economic um, niche that that city wants to fill it seems like an amazing, amazing opportunity to, to step in and, and increase that efficiency and have some synergy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool. I like, I like that, uh, that transition is starting to happen. Yeah. I think it's really cool too. I want to, there's, I saw this recent post on like Twitter or something where they did a poll I don't know. I don't trust a lot of polls these days because like who shows, who actually completes polls, but, um, (laughs) they apparently ran a poll on like Democrats and Republicans in the U S to say like, do you think it's time that the country splits up the States between like the democratic States and the Republican States? And I think like 50% of each party was like, yes, yes, we need (laughs) to split up, which is wild. If that's true, like that is, um, yeah, it's just wild. And I, I, I don't know how I stand on this. Like, I don't necessarily think they should or they shouldn't. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they should. But I think regardless, if you do this city thing, like, and the city becomes the new country, uh, you give people more options. Like, people can rally behind the place that they um, that adopt their values more. Like, rather than trying to manage it all at this federal level, which is becoming, I think, increasingly more impossible like like you said to try and get everyone under this one company to all believe the same thing like we just don't have the cultural power to do that anymore i don't think or like our cultural turmoil is too great that we can't bring everyone together at this one rallying point across a country with 350 million people in it like that is too mm-hmm. large we've it's too big of a scale so what you can do is you can take the cities and you can say, okay, all these major hubs, which have a couple million people in each of them, like let's make each one of these into something that they can all rally behind because it starts to make more sense that way. And geographically, like the US is too big, it's too widespread, Like, but instead we can now have people rally in single cities. And um, so I think there's a lot of, of power behind that. And I think it gives people options too, of like this mobility culture, being able to move cities if, you know, like I live on the West Coast, let's say I live on the West Coast in California and I'm, I'm for some reason, I'm really interested in crypto. I'm really invested in the tech scene and Silicon Valley um, 
is like old tech, like Google corporatism. And I want to get away from that. And I want to go to this decentralized hub. Well, I'm now moving to Miami and I can use my money and my physical presence to like influence things there. And I can move between different cities. And it's to me, it's less red and blue and it's more like niche Mm -hmm. value systems. And yeah, um, that to me, that's also awesome. It's just like this red and blue dichotomy thing. Like, yep. I think that's got to go like that. We totally. should never, it should, it's never black and white. We should never have that kind of dichotomy. And it's way better to have like, I don't know, 50 different cities that you could choose from that each have their own thing. And then within that, there's a political structure of, of people who are campaigning to be mayor and to change the city, like way more options in my opinion. And I think, I think it's a, it's a better future potentially. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, the impacts on technology, right? Um, if, if you look at how technology is developed, it's so much of it is that, uh, well, for one, there's a development process that they follow and, and a way of thinking. Um, but there's also just that network, that local network, like there's hubs of technology. You have, you know, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, you've got, as you mentioned, like even some places in Texas nowadays, like I know Austin, Texas is, I mm-hmm. think one of the fastest growing cities in the States right now. And they're developing this huge tech scene. Um, and, and this is only going to supplement that that type of behavior. And right now we see it a lot with um, very tech-intensive companies. But there's no reason that this same structure can't be applied to other industries as well. Um, think about Edmonton even, where I'm sitting right now. So very oil and gas-based economy. Um and we don't have much of a tech scene. There are companies here developing things, but nothing on a on a unified level mm-hmm. that that you really leverage the synergy of having a lot of people together. Imagine if investing in oil and gas technology was as easy as investing in the Edmonton cryptocurrency. And and by doing that, you are you're allowing yourself to be a part of that technological development whether you're actually in that city working in that industry or not mm-hmm. um and that's just so much more efficient than than having everything all split up and then mandated by purely just government overwatching essentially um so lots of opportunities for for all kinds of industries if you think about it right like kind of bringing it all under an umbrella of of that currency and you know there's there's elected people that are in line with that in theory. And of course there's going to be this hybrid between kind of the crypto world and the government world in this for a little bit too. But it it seems like, it seems like there's always been an issue with, with the slow monotonous nature of, uh, of not having something digital to play into this, I suppose. What do you, what do you mean by that? I'm curious. Um, I guess just this, you know, you look at so many industries that evolve quickly and they start to leverage technology and automation and, uh, the government seemingly hasn't really done that at all until Mm -hmm. hearing about this Miami coin. Um, so this idea that, you know, you can create a currency that's based out of a city and generally cities have a bit of a local economy that that's specific to a certain industry or another. Um, so allowing people to invest in that, even if they don't live there. So if I live in Seattle, but I 
for whatever reason, really care about oil and gas technology, uh, I can invest in the Edmonton Bitcoin or the Edmonton uh, <laughs> the cryptocurrency. Edmonton and <laughs> Yeah, right. It sounds weird to say. And, and maybe through that one day, I'll be able to actually really tangibly leverage my investment in that industry by it being location specific and, and the network that will start to exist there for the development of that technology, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. I think like it's complicated and it's hard to predict exactly how it's going to go down, but I think I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah. Let me know if I'm off on any of that too, because I'm, I'm purely speculating at yeah, this point. I, yeah, I guess I'm trying this, to... This is all speculation, really. I'm kind of trying to tie it in, I guess, to to what you've taught me so far about crypto and, yeah. and what the possibilities are. Totally. No, I think I think more or less we're hitting on some of the main points. Whether or not we get all the details are right and our precision is like we're not going to be 100% accurate about this stuff, but I think our speculation is 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 um I don't know. There's there's some good thinking in it, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's cocky. <laughs> Um, but what was I going to say? I was actually thinking a little bit about something that you talked about, like the monotonous and the slowness of traditional mm. governments. And um, it's funny. I just had this thought pop into my head about how, like, I think the, the, the U.S. government was the one that created the Internet. It was, and, and then, but it's funny because now they like, they seem so far behind in so many ways on, like, the Internet. Mm. Um, like, they know how to use it, obviously. But and and social media and they know how to use social media but there's there's other ways that we can be leveraging and using the internet in this like digital landscape that we're not and that the government definitely isn't um and so as i was kind of mentioning before there's maybe this split in government regulation thinking in the u.s between like do we ban crypto or do we accept it uh, and people have mixed opinions on that, or, or at least or in the middle, like there's also just like heavily regulating it. Um, and I think from my perspective, and obviously I'm a little biased here, but I, I do really think like the best option for most governments is to adopt something like this and to, to just to just go with it, to say like, this is the future, this is happening. And so we're better off being a part of it and trying to figure it out along the way than than missing the the jump here and and being slow to adopt and like trying to rely too heavily on the old financial institutions that have only got us up to here um like i i think that's a unfortunately that's a classic mistake in adoption and um adaptation is 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 relying too heavily on what we already have Mm -hmm. and thinking that it's going to take us into the future when in reality it can't and it probably won't and so for someone or for a place like miami to adopt a cryptocurrency that to me that's a really powerful move and and, pro- and i think probably the best move you can make um whether or not it totally pans out that's a whole other thing but to at least be a part of this rising wave of crypto culture which is it's a really it's a big thing um obviously if you listen to the rest of this podcast you've gotten to know a little bit about it, but I, like I can't stress enough how I think this culture is just growing, and and there's so there's a million reasons for it. Why decentralizing decentralization is huge. Why it's giving more power to individual people and communities. How it's redistributing wealth. Like it is it is a rising movement, and so to jump on it and say like we're just going to be a part of it. We're going to create our own cryptocurrency now. You can you can be in Miami and transact with the city itself. 
as like this living organism. Like that is a big idea. And I think really powerful. It'll, it kind of eliminates the middleman of the banks and the large yeah. financial institutions. And it just goes straight. Like let's all, let's just do it all direct online digitally. Um, so I think, I think it's huge for the country. I think it's huge for the world to see someone doing this. And then, yes, I know there's going to be a lot of critics who are thinking, ah, but it's on the Bitcoin network and environmentalism and that's killing the environment. And, you know, we've done an episode on that too. And, um, if that's your stance, like that's okay. Um, but not all crypto is bad. Not all crypto is super energy costly. Like there are other ways to do this that would be more energy efficient. And so if your argument is totally about the whole green energy side of things, like there would be a way to replicate this on the Ethereum network or the Avalanche network. Like you don't need to do this on Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is the most popular Mm -hmm. and it's the one that's being pushed the most. And so that's what everyone's doing, but you can, you can do this a more efficient way too. So, um, yeah, to me, there's just like a ton of reasons why it makes sense that a government would do this, at least if you want to be cutting edge and moving with the evolution of modern culture, presumably in, in the West and like this tech scene. Yeah. So actually that kind of brings up another interesting thing. It's a little bit on the point of the, the fact that it's built on Bitcoin. Right. Um, on some of the really earlier on episodes of the show, we talked about how you can, how you can take a currency and you can apply that to solving a, solving a problem. So we discussed how Bitcoin is very security intensive. You right. have a lot of people validating. Um, for that reason, it's incredibly secure, but you can't necessarily go buy a coffee with it because it's not optimized for that. Right. Are there, to your knowledge, any optimizations in mind for for coins like Miami Coin, or or if you could think of something that that would be efficient for that? Because that's that's kind of my my thoughts with it. Um, I guess to connect what I was saying earlier, you know, how can you, how can you kind of make this more specific to, to take advantage of similar people in a similar place and, and leverage that, uh, that synergy. Right. So you're, so just to be clear, your question is kind of about like the optimization of digital currency and could Bitcoin be optimized or not necessarily Bitcoin, but, uh, so say, say the uh, San Francisco coin comes out right. and they want it to offer, you know, like create a digital product, like uh, mm. make it easier for startups to run their databases or something like that. Right. So instead okay. of validating, you're using the computational power for for a different application, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, that's a good thought. So my mind goes to this idea of the differences between like true cryptocurrencies and cryptocurrencies as like this supportive mechanism for something larger that's like a virtual machine or a new mm-hmm. internet, like the Ethereum network or something. Um, so this is very complicated and I, I will try my best to maybe answer some of these questions, but the, it's unclear exactly how this is all going to unfold or all going to land. Um, so just to go back about CityCoin and how it's made, it's made on this platform called Stacks. And so the Bitcoin network is pretty slow and it's, it's super secure and it's robust, but it's slow and you can't do a million transactions on it every minute. Um, 
by the way that it's been built. But Stacks is kind of like a like this add-on. It kind of like plugs into Bitcoin and and it's faster and it does more transactions and then somehow like groups them into the Bitcoin blockchain so that mm. it's still just as secure but kind of like an attachment. I don't exactly know how this all works. Um, I've tried to read up on it. It's kind of confusing. It doesn't totally make sense to me. And sometimes when that happens, my mind goes like, ooh, that's like a bit of a red flag. Like if I can't, if it's not easily explainable, like that could Mm -hmm. mean problems. Might not. I might be dumb and might not be able to figure it out yet. (laughs) Um, But it wasn't immediately easy to understand. So that was interesting to me. But I think the idea is that, you know, Miami coin is specifically like, I don't know if Miami coin is intended to be like a buy your coffee money, like a everyday transactional thing like Visa. It might be more intended as like some kind of treasury, like investing in a city's treasury. So you're not transacting with this coin all the time, not very fast. Like it isn't very fast. It's not built to be Mm -hmm. fast. It's built to be a reserve, kind of like Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin's more reserve currency. So that's, I guess, one argument for Bitcoin being adopted by governments is it's like governments aren't spending, you know, the government money isn't coffee money. It's like big infrastructure project money. So it doesn't need to move around a million times all like it's not bouncing through millions right. of different wallets every day all the time like that's not what government money is government money is supposed to be for large projects investments um, funding like giant things so bitcoin kind of makes sense because it's really secure and can move slowly and like that's not a problem um but then the question is okay like what do people do with miami coin it's like that's not super clear to me yet like maybe you can use it to um buy specific government things like your, your bus pass or i don't know maybe your like membership to like city funded uh, recreational facilities or, or something like it could maybe it's like maybe there is like this government money and then like people money <laughs> like, yeah it sounds kind of weird but that could be a future and so um and, and and again like the idea with cryptocurrency is you're ne- you're never going to have one currency like you're going to have different ones that do different things and they're going to be able to plug and play with each other like i think at one point i would like to do an episode to talk about this interoperability and how and and to maybe to try and continue to break down and flesh out this idea more of the different uh, ways cryptocurrencies could function. I want to talk about Avalanche, which is this like really, and maybe even Solana and Ethereum and how they compare in terms of their high transaction rates and like the different functions that they're trying to serve um, because they are they are serving different functions. And so that, that's, a, that's a big thing. So I don't know if I really answered your question there. Um, no, but you did. I, liked, I actually like the direction you went with it. Okay. Um, yeah, I think... Like, has Miami said anything about what they plan to do with the treasury? Or or was there any statements put out that you're aware of? Um, I'm not sure. I imagine some people are speculating. I, the mayor has probably, like, made some statements on it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's, he's very aware of it. Like, I know he tweeted the other day to say, like, holy shit, we made $8 million <laughs> in two months. Like, this is awesome. Thank you, everyone. Um and so that, that's another interesting idea. Like, so just here's another interesting thought. Like, let's say everyone who bought, who like helped contribute to this fund now has some Miami coin and it's on the blockchain. They, 
potentially like this, I, I'm not, this is not necessarily happening. This, this is all a hypothetical. But let's say you use these city coins. Everyone who's helped fund the city coins now holds part of the city coin in their wallet. So they're like an owner in this in this ecosystem. Maybe all of them get a vote on how that fund is used. And maybe like you could do it split on 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 how much people contributed, or you could do it just based on like if you contributed. If you contributed, you get a vote. If you didn't, you don't get a vote. And so, or you could do it like mm. how much you contributed gets you a percentage of votes. Now, the danger with that is like you could basically, if you're really, if you're a rich billionaire, you could go fund <laughs> half of Miami coin, and then you just determine what happens in the city. So there's there's problems there, and um, that that's not necessarily what's happening here. But I'm just saying like you could run this a couple of different ways. But because mm-hmm. it's on chain, like this thing is secured. So you, you can you can validate that people are actually participating in this ecosystem and not just lying. And you don't need all this bureaucratic structure to figure out, like, did you actually pay me taxes? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the old taxation system, like we have this revenue oh. agency and like it goes through all these online things. Like, like oh, my so God, crazy. it's so complicated. It's so crazy. With this, it's like instant. It's like I just need to verify the addresses that added money to this fund. I can do that all almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Or like in a in a matter of minutes or hours, yeah. Like, but but through a digital process, not through like people verifying like bureaucratic yeah. huge software. Like no, it's, totally. it's on blockchain, so it's like you like way done. more accessible. And yeah. so that to me is also really cool. It's like you can verify all the people who um, contributed to this fund, and then maybe also immediately collect all their votes on you like put out a poll. Like here are six projects mm-hmm. that we as the city want to do. Which one do you want? Everybody votes on it on the chain. Again, it's verified. It cannot be hacked or manipulated. Yeah. Like it's just that's how it works. And so that's also really cool. It's like, and I don't know if that will happen. Like, you know, that that's a little bit more complicated. And maybe at the end of the day, people are okay with it just being up to the city. Like the city chooses and we use the old voting process and the old democratic process to figure out how that money is used. But maybe this is the first step towards this new democratic governance through on-chain voting. And maybe people in the blockchain are voting on how that money is used and how the government is going to fund these projects and which projects they're going to fund. Um, so that's also a really cool idea. Like this is To me, this is a huge experiment that's being run mm-hmm. currently. Yeah. And we're going to find out how this plays out. And this could be this could mean a lot for the rest of the world, even if this model isn't copied exactly. Like even if this model has some problems and some kinks that need to be worked out, this is huge. And this will 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 get will learn a lot of information from just like watching this and participating in this um, to know, wow, like here's a really amazing way that we could run things in the future in other cities. So. It's it's all very exciting to me. I hope that I hope that this goes really well, but who knows? Yeah, well, it is an experiment, and that's a good thing. Um, yeah. I think, anyways. I think I think in order for these old systems like of taxation and voting, in order for those to start to evolve, there has to be experimentation done. Uh, like even what we were talking about last episode with kind of doing that in our in our personal lives and right. people that take it upon themselves to to try things with this mentality that maybe it won't work, but if it doesn't, we'll learn something. Right. Yeah. Like, and uh, yeah. that's amazing that uh, a whole city's adopted that, or <laughs> or at least a like a mayor of a major city. I think 
there are going to be some good lessons learned. And right. uh, I just hope people aren't too hasty with with the conclusions formed, you know? That, that'd that be my one worry at this point, is that mm. something doesn't go right and then everyone's so doubtful, you know, that they, that they don't give it a chance or they don't see the good in the experiment. Totally. Yeah, I think that also concerns... It concerns me and it doesn't. Like, I think the people who are who will be hasty to make calls on it will be outside of the crypto world. Like, I see that all the mm-hmm. time. People still yeah. discounting crypto as this thing that is going to crash and burn because it's not useful and nobody cares about it like oh man i see twitter accounts like almost entirely based on bashing like their whole purpose is to bash crypto and they exist outside of this ecosystem and so it's it's sad but it's kind of funny to watch and like i so the people who do care about this like whether or not this is a failure like there will be something learned and translated into the next thing like it will continue the snowball will keep rolling so um People might be hasty to make decisions here, but those people will then be excluded from the next conversation, unfortunately, by their own doing. Um, so I, I, it worries me a little bit, but I, I think for the most part, this thing is is taken off and you can't reel this one back in until, unless it like really devastates Miami and somehow creates yeah, a total mess. Um, but I just don't see that happening. I, th- I think the worst case scenario is it's like the money gets used on some like, project that didn't really mean much and the community didn't love it and then people were like huh interesting well we misspent those funds um yeah let's try it again <laughs> like that's yeah that's yeah. kind of the way the worst case i see but I, I could be i could be wrong about that yeah and i hope they go that direction of of letting the people kind of decide using that that ledger system you know like let people vote on it let people kind of determine determine what happens with that in some kind of automated way right because it, it'd be really cool to see to see it start starting to replace the voting and, and taxation side of things that currently exists yeah yeah that's kind of what i'm most excited about is the opportunity to disrupt voting current voting mechanisms and taxation mechanisms and how those things can be improved through this disruption yeah that would be that would be amazing I'm, uh, I'm going to be tracking this one closely. <laughs> I think this is really cool. I want to see some more city coins come up. Yeah, see. maybe Edmonton Bitcoin one day. Edmonton Bitcoin, man. <laughs> Oil and gas, you know, that kind of stuff. Gotta love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it here. Um, sure. But yeah, that was, that was a good, fast-paced one. We'll, we'll touch back on this in the future, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. We should. Uh, we should. We should track this one and. If we make another episode on it, it'll be a good one, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Thanks, Spencer. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Cryptalk. You can find more episodes at www.cryptalkpodcast.com. A reminder that this podcast is run by donation. You can find donation options on our site. We accept PayPal, e-transfer, and crypto, of course. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to send us an email at cryptalk.podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in to our show.